Why are you such a busybody, always in people's business, staring up trouble? I don't know. I just can't help it. Yes, you can. You can. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into what to do when you're the bad guy. I'll see you on the flip. Ah, yes, being the bad guy. No one wants to be the villain. But I will say this, that for every villain, they are their hero of their story, whether it be in fiction or in life. And so today, I am going to be talking about this side of us that people don't necessarily want to deal with. But you might find that if you are aware, awake, or if you are confronted with it, there may be times when you are the bad guy. So let's get into it. All right. So I just want to ask you a few questions. Have you ever found yourself in a bad situation where maybe you butted into someone else's business and you only made matters worse? Or maybe you gave bad advice or even worse, unsolicited bad advice. Or what about this? What about the time when you took a chance and told your friend something that you should have just left it alone and let them be in ignorant bliss? Or you missed the mark when it came to supporting your friend, family members, or spouse or significant other in something that was vitally important to them. Yeah, these are situations that can quickly put you into the the realm of being the bad guy. I've been talking recently about, I, I want to call them some wisdom life skills that wisdom wants us to learn. And a lot of them are skills that are ongoing for me. And I was talking to someone uh, the other day and they were sharing uh, with me um, about a person who is, they're not happy-go-lucky, but they are somewhat oblivious to the carnage and wreckage that they that they cause in their wake and that they're always stirring, stirring up trouble. They're always um, in the midst of the mess. And um, they usually are the ones that walk away from it and everybody else is in turmoil. And I was like, wow. And the funny thing was, is the person was like, and they don't even realize that they're the bad guy. I wish I could just shake them and just say, stop it. And it got me to thinking, I was like, you know what? This is something that we all are guilty of, whether we realize it or not. But for the grace, some of us don't realize how many times we were the villain in someone else's story. And so let's, let's just take a, a moment to realize that for every good part of you, there is an equal and opposite potential for a bad part. And likewise, for every bad part of you that you're aware of, there is an equal and opposite good part. And so I call it being more well-rounded. And through many years of working through my issues, doing the work, as well as working with others, I have had to uh, reluctantly at times 
forcibly at times and mandatorily at times embrace all the different sides that make themselves um, aware to me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what I can observe at this time is that if you are oblivious to the um, bad taste you might leave in people's mouths, uh, if you are unaware that you are a busybody in other people's matters, stirring up mess, if you don't realize that you have a selfish bent that causes people to look at you um, in a way that uh, accusing of um, your character, you know, this might be a situation where you kind of need to start realizing that you have shadow sides. Now, I've mentioned the whole concept of shadows um, before in other podcasts. And so if you guys will permit me, I'm just going to give you a quick little uh, primer of what we're talking about with when we talk about the shadows so that no one is um, like, what in the heck are we talking about? All right. So as you can probably tell, if you've listened to other podcasts, I am a student of the Jungian, Carl Jung, uh, psychology. And he had a way of dealing with uh, attributes of our personalities that get shuttered to the dark side so that we can cope with the expectations of society. When you're young, uh, growing up, a lot of the things that become part of the shadow are etiquettely and corrected. I don't know if etiquettely is <laughs> a proper term, but I'm going to use it, you know, meaning that uh, good manners, um, they are they are shunned and um, trained out of us. And I don't even say want to say they were are trained outside of us. I think that they are trained for us to hide them very well. Yeah, that's what I want to go with. And so. Those things that make us that little uh, little terror when we're little, that that part of us that when someone tells you to smile, instead you stick your tongue out and wrinkle your face. Uh, you know, you're not the boss of me, the little rebellious side or the mean spirited side when someone is trying to offer you something and instead of taking it, you kick them and run. All of those little things that kids are so innocent that they don't know to practice to hide that. That's that shadow stuff. Or uh, it's the part where you look at others and you covet what they want. You get jealous or you snatch away someone's um, toy and uh, refuse to play with it, even um, play with them, even though it's their toy, all of those things. And so one Carl Jung talked about the shadow parts. He talked about the parts that had become either invisible to us or the parts that we didn't want to acknowledge really existed. And then this gave way to uh, a big concept for therapists to learn, and that was uh, transference, where there uh, were ways that people might put on you their shadow attributes because they see them and they have to deal with them some way or another and real or imagined if they are uh, trying to make their way and, and, and continue to make themselves the hero of their story. They may accuse you of doing what they're doing, or it could be that they recognize what you're doing as something that they don't like and thus they despise you. 
And it's it's kind of complicated, but it is part of just being part of human nature. And so one of the major areas that I had to uh, work with and then help a lot of people work with when they got accused of being the pot stirrer or the, you know, we say a different word. Well, I don't say that word, but uh, people, you know, always say you always start and you blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing was that they didn't realize that they could not see as well as they thought they could. You see, one of the things that it takes to be able to ignore this side of your of your personality is to become myopic, to become narrow-sighted, to become tunneled vision, only to see the, the scope of things that affirm who you want to believe you are. Only those things that cause you to be able to be the hero. Only those things that help you to reinforce what you want to project to the world. And thus you become this person or we become these people who think we are doing so much wonderful stuff. And if we had clear eyes to see, we could see that every time we insert ourselves in something, we make it unnecessarily worse. Every time we think we're helping, we are, we are destroying, we're messing up uh, or we're causing discord. And thus we become the the bad guy in the situation. But oh, does wisdom have a way about her of helping us? And so that's what we're getting ready to get into. So if you're ready, come with me. So the first thing, and these are not in any particular order. You know how I do. I just give you some, you know, some of the, the wisdom smacks and uh, we keep it moving. So some of the things that I uh, would encourage you to practice or to consider is that instead of looking at something head on, I want you to turn around and you can do this uh, physically or theoretically, turn around and try to see it coming at you, meaning that you've changed your perspective. So say, for instance, you say something or you do something and you might suspect that, hmm, there is another way of looking at this and maybe my actions are not being read the way I think they're being read. Well, you can try to see things through other people's eyes, but it's really hard to do that. Let's just be honest. That is one of the hardest things, especially if you've been allowed to get to adulthood and that's not been something that you've practiced. So I'm not going to even pretend like that's easy to tell you to do. So instead of trying to see things through other people's eyes, I want you to turn around and see it coming at you. I want you to pretend that what you have done, you are on the receiving end of it. Do not try to water it down. Don't try to paint it in pastels or crayons. Just receive it. So for instance, if someone, if you've had an interaction with someone and someone has said something and you've said, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some, some that might resonate. Oh, okay. Here's, here's one. Um, someone says something to you and instead of your response being something that has compassion, it's something that starts with, well, what you really need to do is dot, 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 or well, actually dot, 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 be on the receiving end of that and, and, and rehearse 
what it was that got you to say that, you know? So if someone was asking you or not even asking or someone saying something and then it would be you saying it and then you would hear back what you said. And I'm going to tell you when you first start doing that exercise and um, I, I will tell you, I still, <laughs> I still do that exercise and boy, I'm like, Ooh, I felt that one. That was a little cut there. And so it helps to temper you. Because one thing about it, you know the fire or the energy that you put behind a response or a behavior. And when you turn that behavior on yourself, you get a pretty good, accurate uh, impression of how it lands. And and, and so it, it's a course correction, a personal course correction that you can start immediately. Okay, so the other thing is, is I've talked about being well-rounded, but you also want to be well-rounded enough. And when I say well-rounded, I'm talking about embracing your shadow sides and those kinds of things. But it's not just your shadow side. Oh, no. It is the product of your shadow side. Your shadow side is just like you because it is you. So everything that you can do in love and light, you can do in shadow, meaning you can have behaviors, actions, words, you can have um, thoughts, uh, you can attract and repel all on the shadow side as much as on the light side. And I want to say this. Your shadow side is not the villain, even though we look at it as being the naughty, the bad guy. You know, um, I was watching something the other day uh, where I I love this show. It's called Gourmet Makes. And y'all, it has nothing to do with the bad guy. But I just want to say I want to just talk about it real quick. And so uh, Claire Soffitz, shout out to Chef Claire Soffitz. Love her. Uh, With Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit, Michelle, watch your accent. Bon Appetit. <laughs> and so she was making her one of her challenges and she likes to gourmetify um, snacks and junk food. And so she was doing a candy, uh, an American candy, and it's called uh, Sour Patch Kids. And I remember uh, the little candies, uh, they had a famous commercial and it was the cutest little thing. And and she talked about, I mean, not she, but the commercial, uh, had it where they would show, um, you know, that the, the little sour patch kids could be sweet, but then when they could be sour and it showed like this little animated sour patch kid being sweet, but then it showed him kicking someone. And I immediately thought about, you know, our shadow sides, those sides when I don't feel like smiling today. I don't feel like being nice. I feel like get the out of my face, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And I just thought it was really funny because I was like, even in our treats, our candies and stuff, the shadow side is important. And kudos to the company who uh, made Sour Patch Kids because they are very popular and people get, uh, I believe, a little bit of joy in the fact that they can openly embrace that side of them. So I I do want to say that the shadow side is not the bad side. It is just the side that we have been socially exercised to ignore, subdue, and thrust into the dark. But that side is always still at work producing your words, behaviors, actions, who you choose um, to be friends with, who you attract, and who you repel. So you Being well-rounded is 
you have to not only recognize, but you have to make peace with all sides of yourself and be able to recognize which part of you is um, in command and is at work. All right. Now, y'all, what we're talking about today, I wish I knew it earlier than I did because it took me until after getting out of um, undergrad and and out of um, my, my master's programs to actually start dealing with it. And I can look back so many times that some of the, the stories that I I heard and I told that happened to me, in hindsight, I was the bad guy. I thought everybody was ganging up on me because they were mean, but no. My actions, my shadow side had been running amok. And it was thankfully um, those teachings where I actually started to learn and grow. And that brings me to another situation that recently happened. Uh, there was this uh, personality. She's a comedian and act- actress. And she uh, took to social media to talk about how she got she said kicked out, uh, but escorted out of one of the awards parties recently. And she was like, all of my castmates were there and, and people that I even came to the event with. And when they said everybody could come in except for me, uh, none of them stood up for me. None of them came to my defense. And when I say she, she told it on her podcast, she told it on social media and she was really heard about it. Well, social media responded and there were numerous, uh, rebuttals to it and recounts of saying, well, this would not happen to you if you weren't so rude and such a mean person, if you, uh, were more considerate of people and if they don't have to work with you and it's in a, um, um, uh, a, a event where they are throwing it, they don't have to let you in their party. And it was so biting because I was like, mm, that's the shadow side, run amok. And not that I mean, not that I knew everything about it and not that I'm saying each one of these rebuttals were the truth, but it was just so many of them of people talking about personal interactions that they had had with this, this person. And how they were like, well, this is what you get when you sow these types of seeds. And based on how this person was telling the story, you could tell that they were oblivious to their actions. And so what I want to say to that, using that as an example, is you want to um, check for unchecked personal compulsions. Um not only do we have to contend with making ourselves more rounded and whole by uh, embracing and becoming aware of our shadow side, you also have personal compulsions that a lot of times you may not be aware of. And so these personal compulsions come from our secret desires. And a lot of times people will say, oh, that's the ego. And it may or may not be quote unquote part of the ego, but there are are personal compulsions like pecking order. Um, You might unconsciously um, behave in a certain way that could be a microaggression uh, because you're feeling threatened that your position or your pecking order is uh, being threatened. Other personal compulsions uh, derive around some of the negative behaviors of jealousy, envy, strife, contention, competition. 
And before you know it, you're doing things that you don't even realize why you're doing them. And you might not realize them, but other people can. You know, and so once you start to identify these personal compulsions, and um, I would say, if you're trying to figure them out and you're listening to this, start to look for or even get help from people to understand where you get triggered. And um, a trigger is something that immediately throws you into a different mood, tone, attitude, or emotion. So a trigger is almost an instantaneous movement to something else where you might be smiling, someone, it could be someone just showing up and immediately you're triggered and you're brooding and you're mad and you're ready to go. That's a trigger. So start by looking at what you're triggered and then work from there to look at some identifying your personal compulsions. But once you start to identify them, it's going to take some work, but you you work best by replacing them with compete and uh, not competing, but opposing behaviors that and habits that bring you back into healthy alignment. For some people, um, and I'll I'll just tell you one of mine, um, and I did it years ago. I had to identify the personality types that immediately triggered me. And when I looked at it, and there's so many different personality typings, but when I looked at it, I realized that I had two personality types in particular. I will not be telling you what they are, but I had two that immediately triggered me. And I even realized where the trigger came from. And so once I was able to identify it, I started uh, working through. And one of them, I realized that there was transference going on. Remember how I talked about that? Where I saw a deficiency of mine, uh, aka part of my shadow side that I didn't like that this person, uh, this personality type did. And thus it would trigger me and I would just get, oh, I'm just, just, you know, want to get away from them. Don't talk to me. Don't, you know, be around me. And because I was able to identify that it wasn't them, it was just that they were holding the mirror up to me. I was able to then start embracing that side of me and toning it down. Uh, working actually on my personal behavior. And so I'm happy to say that doing that over many years now, when I am around those people, because I naturally attract them, I can embrace them and be excited because that personality trait does not rub me the wrong way anymore. And it's just like any other now, the other one, I'm still working on it, y'all. I ain't got the victory over that one, and I'm not going to even lie. But y'all, you know, light a, light a candle, send some bright light and illumination my way, okay? But moving on from that is the next thing is um, I want to encourage you to fight the urge to control. Fight it. And I'm talking about control over situations and yourself, and instead of trying to control things, I want you to try to just manage yourself in, um, instead. So to control is to exert oppressive force on, forcing, that's where we get that word force, forcing things to, confirm, I mean, to um, conform, to uh, do, you know, by force of will. And instead, managing is working with what you have in a way where you work in concert with it, like almost in partnership, being able to be flexible, let it flow a little bit and not trying to be the boss of it. OK. And so um, that is 
part of learning how to not be the bad guy. Okay. So the next one is realizing that what you may have intended was not what was felt or experienced. Um, there is a book that I've, I've highlighted before and you guys really liked it. A lot of people got the book and it's called Why Won't You Apologize by Dr. Harriet Lerner. And I, yeah, I'll drop the link in the show notes. And in that, she talks about how people really don't give an apology when they're called on the carpet for their actions. And she says, saying I didn't mean it that way, but if you felt this way, I apologize. She says, that is not the apology. And she talks about the apology being, I apologize. Um, I thank you for letting me know my actions did X, Y, and Z to you. And either you can leave it at that, or if you care, <laughs> you can say, when I'm around you, I'm going to be conscious of that, that that is a, a no-go for you and I'm going to respect your boundaries. And that leads me to the next one. This is something that people don't realize is important in not wrecking havoc in the lives of of others and themselves. And that is this thing called boundaries. You must learn how to not only obey and respect others' boundaries, but you must learn how to establish and reinforce your own. Because if you don't, then you will find that you uh, unconsciously do harm to others because you then find that whether you realize it or not, you might be objectifying them and you might be subjugating them to flippant behavior that lacks respect and disregards their boundaries and your own. So that's a big thing to establish your boundaries. And when I say establish and reinforce, not just for others, but for you. If you know that you've been called on the carpet for for teasing too much, for taking the joke too far, for being too mean when you uh, do your snark, establish your boundaries of what is too far and you keep um, the boundaries of where you go. And thus, when you do a lot of establishing and reinforcing your own boundaries, you then notice that you obey and respect other people's boundaries as well. And then here's another one. Um, That you really aren't the authority or boss of everything. So many times people bud into other people's business and lives because they take a superior approach and position that they know more or better over someone's life than they do. And I just really kind of want to remind us that each person, especially if you're over the um, age of adulthood, you are responsible for you. See, people don't realize that this is not a rulership monarchy when it comes to individuals in most societies now. This is a governance. And that means that you are responsible for governing yourself, meaning you keep yourself managed. Remember I talked about fight the urge to control and instead manage yourself that's where we come into governance. Rulership is where someone is over you with a punitive, um, coercive power, where if you step out of line, they can punish you. No, you are the sovereign of your country, which is you. 
not someone else. So, it, and I see this all the time where people see someone and they think that person is doing something that is not agreed upon in society. And they believe that it is their duty to try to enforce what etiquette and society suggest. I've seen it when People are out and someone might be having boisterous laughter and they believe, you know, to tell them to be quiet, to leave or to whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time for you to leave because um, there are no quote unquote rules of, of whatever. You just decided that they're being too boisterous and you don't like the way that they enjoy themselves. And so you need to govern yourself and let them govern themselves. Um, I've seen it where people try to hide behind um, their children or their children out here or whatever. And it is getting a lot of people in trouble because they believe that they are the authority and the boss of everything when you're really only the authority and the boss of yourself. And so if you spend most of the time governing yourself, establishing and reestablishing your own boundaries, realizing that what you may intend is not uh, the reality of how it may be received and fight the urge to control and instead mind your own business and yourself, you will become that person who rarely is the bad guy. So I am going to give you a quick uh, refresher of what we said, and that is when you find um, that you might have some question about, am I, am I being the bad person? Just go through it and see, are you doing these things? Are you being myopic and not seeing uh, how your actions would be received if they were put on you? Are you well-rounded and recognizing that you have a shadow side? Do you need to check your personal compulsions? And are you fighting the urge to control yourself uh, um, instead managing yourself and, you know, making sure that you establish your boundaries, making sure that you are not trying to be the boss of everything (laughs) and that everything that you intend is not necessarily received that way. And thus you need to uh, trust and believe what other people say. And you know what? Apologize sometime. How about that? So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another wisdom smack. Don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.